Hey, this is Nathan Elias and I'm one of the pastors at Good Oak Christian Center. I want to welcome you to our podcast. We are all about giving hope and healing people and believe God is going to use this word to touch your life today. So let's get started and enjoy this message. What a privilege to be with my dear friend, Pastor Wendy McDonald today and God's wonderful wonderful people in South Africa. I am privileged today to be with you. Let's pray right now. Let's pray and believe God to touch us, to speak to our hearts, to reveal his word to us in a very powerful and beautiful way today. Because we're talking today about the three realms of faith. The gift of faith, fruit of faith, measure of faith, and the difference, and how they work in our lives. So we need the Holy Spirit to come and help us see it and live it for the glory of Jesus. And Lord, we come to you today. Oh, blessed Heavenly Father, touch us anew, Lord, today by your Holy Spirit. Anoint us anew in Jesus' wonderful name to receive your beautiful word, Lord with clarity, with simplicity, and with power. To you belongs all the glory. To you belongs all the honor and all the majesty. And God's people said, Amen and Amen. And thank you again for joining me. Now let's talk about the measure, the measure of faith, which is the last realm I want to talk about today. The measure of faith is mentioned in in Habakkuk 2, if you if, uh, if you recall what it says, the just shall live by faith. And that was a favorite of Paul the Apostle, you know, when he talked about that more than once in the Word of God. But look at Habakkuk chapter 2. And let's look at verse 4. It says, Behold, his soul which is lifted up, he is not upright. So anyone who's walking in arrogance, thinking they can do it on their own, is not upright in the sight of God. But the just shall live by faith. Now that kind of faith has got to be developed. We have a responsibility here. So let's look at Romans, all of us, chapter 12 and verse 3. And I want to explain this is beautiful here. For I say through the grace, Romans 12, 3, For I say through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. Wow. So this measure of faith is given at salvation. When we are saved, God gives us that measure of faith. And Paul explains it further in Romans chapter 1. And let's look at verse 16 and 17. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first, also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith in Habakkuk 2. 
So salvation is made available to those who believe, to the Jews and the Gentiles. And this revelation of the gospel comes from faith to faith, meaning it has to grow. So this faith which begins at salvation now has to grow, has to continue in salvation until perfection in Christ Jesus. Now I'm going to say something here just to shock you. You and I are not saved yet. Okay, I got your attention. I'm glad. We began in our salvation when we receive Jesus as Savior and we continue in our salvation today and our salvation will be complete when Jesus returns. Then you and I can say, I'm fully saved. Because people say, I'm saved, but what they're thinking about is past. But true salvation is ongoing, day by day, from faith to faith, from glory to glory. So we will be fully saved, truly saved, when we stand before the Lord. On that day, we will all say, I'm saved. (laughs) So how people today see it, they only see past experience. They don't see present and future experience. So this measure of faith is a must for our salvation to continue. We have to grow in that faith. How does it come? This is what we're about to talk about. Faith, this faith, this measure of faith, has to be exercised. Now, the gift, I surrender, it comes. The fruit, I abide, it comes. The measure, I exercise, it comes. I'm going to say it again. With the gift, I surrender. With the fruit, I abide in Jesus. With the measure, I receive and I start exercising it. I start working it. That's what Paul means by saying, work out your salvation. Work out your salvation. Continue in that life of salvation by faith. So, without exercising the measure of faith, sin comes in and pollutes the soul and everything dies. And that's what is meant in Romans 14, 23. Whatsoever is not of faith is sin. In other words, if we're not exercising faith, the measure of faith, not, not the gift, not the fruit, the measure. If we're not exercising the measure of faith, the, the result will be Will be, will be disaster. So uh, Romans 14, 23, it says, And he that doubteth is damned if he eat, because he eateth not of faith. Whatsoever is not of faith, measure of faith, is sin. You know, it took me a long time 
as a Christian and as a pastor to be able to tell the difference when I read the Bible. I can tell you, okay, no, this is the, the gift because there's, 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 there's power that's being released here. Like when Jesus said to the, to the storm, be still. There's, there's power here when demons come out. There's, de- there's power here when sickness is healed. That's the gift of faith. The fruit of faith. Ah, there's the presence of Jesus. See? Now, the measure of faith, it's very important to understand. It is that developing faith, growing faith, that pleases God. In Hebrews 11.6, it talks about that. So Hebrews 11.6 talks about the measure of faith. So let's look at Hebrews 11. Let's look at verse 6. And the Bible says, Without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. He's talking here about the measure, growing faith. All right. Now, let's, let's look at something that is so beautiful. And like I said, because I don't want you losing this beautiful, uh, uh, beautiful truth, that the, the gift, God gives it as a gift, the fruit, he cultivates it in our lives as we abide in him. But the measure, he expects us to grow it, not only to receive it, but to grow it. So faith, uh, this faith, this measure of faith, is not given or imparted. This given, this faith comes. Big difference. Faith, please hear this. Faith given, fruit imparted, measure comes. Isn't that beautiful? So when it comes to the gift, God gives it. Comes to the fruit, imparts it through the presence of the Lord. When it comes to the measure, it comes. How? You know how, all of you already. By hearing the word of God. So, Romans chapter 10, verse 17, it says, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So the source of this faith is the Bible, the word of God. But let's let's look out. Now, at how it comes, how does it come? What do we do? So, the gift, power of God, fruit, presence of God, measure, word of God. But how does it come? All right, let's go to Proverbs. This is very important now. What I'm going to share with you is so important for your eternal destiny, that you stay strong in the faith. And here's how you do it. Verse 20, Proverbs 4, 20 and 21, 22. It says, my son, attend to my words. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they are life unto those that find them. Health to all their flesh. Marvelous. So what is it saying to me? Well, verse 20 says, attend. Attend means pay attention. So I cannot grow in this measure of faith that keeps my salvation alive and growing. 
I cannot live in this faith without paying attention to the word of God. So number two, he said, incline. Look at verse 20 again. My son, attend to my words and then incline thine ear. Incline means have a teachable spirit, have a teachable heart, have a teachable attitude. That's what incline means. It means to bend, bend, have a teachable heart. Then it says, let them not depart from your eyes. Well, let them not depart from your eyes in verse 21 means stay focused. Don't be distracted by anyone or anything. Let the word of God capture you. Capture you completely. So here it says, let them not depart from thine eyes. Let the word of God be your focus. Let the word of God capture you. Then Keep them in the midst of your heart. Well, that means meditate. Meditate on them. Keep the word as the center of your life. And then they are life unto those that find them. Find means to search, right? And health to all their flesh. And that's how you keep your heart. In verse 23, keep your heart with all diligence. Out of it are the issues of life. Wow. All through the word. So, attention, pay attention. Two, have a teachable heart. Three, be glued to it. Be focused on it. Let no one distract you from the Bible. Number four, meditate. Now, that's the the part that people don't know how to do. Meditate, you cannot meditate until you begin to read thoughts rather than chapters in the Bible. Read thoughts. The Bible is divided into thoughts. When you read the Bible, you see the the thought changing. I've I've used this so many times, I'll say it again. Genesis 1 to 11 is one thought. It's the story of man. Genesis 12 to 24, the story of Abraham. From 24 to 28, the story of Isaac. From 28 to 33, the story of Jacob. From 33 and on, sons of Jacob. 37 and on, Joseph. So you break the book of Genesis like that, and you can go back and meditate upon one thought together. Go through the headlines of Genesis 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, and 11. It's so simple when you read and reread and read and reread. You capture the thought. Meditation turns logos into rhema by the nutrition that comes into your your spirit man. And when the logos becomes rhema, there's life in your spirit man. So meditation is very important. So don't read your Bible, close it and leave. No, no. Read the thought. Now you may want to break the thought, let's say, into two parts. If you can't do it all in one, fine. God understands that. Just break it to where you can You can see it as one beautiful revelation. And I don't think it's a good idea to jump from book to book. Nor is it good to, well, I'm going to read three chapters today because you're not really capturing the thought of that part of the Bible. Where the thoughts stop, you stop. You can figure it out yourself on where you think the thought stops for you. Like in Matthew. Well, the first part of Matthew is a very short part, 
about the birth of the Lord. That's one thought. And then you begin with his life, and then his ministry, and so on. Then the Beatitudes, and so forth. And you can break it that way to make it simple for you, for yourself. The thought is very important. That's what Paul meant when he said divide the word rightly. Divide the word rightly into thoughts for your own benefit. And then you can meditate. What, what, what did I read? When I read this, I read this. And then it, it becomes heart meditation. So the word will come as you follow these four directives in Proverbs 4. Pay attention, be teachable, stay focused, and meditate. Keep them in the midst of your heart by meditation. Let the word become the center of your life. And now the process begins to transform you because now the logos becomes rhema. And so from the spoken or written word, now you move into the imparted word. Meditation takes you from the spoken to the imparted. Takes you from the written to the imparted. So that's why faith cometh by hearing, and amazingly that word is rhema in the Greek. So as you hear it, it becomes rhema. Meditate. Because you, you hear it not just with your ears, you hear it with your spirit then. Because once you meditate, it, that hearing becomes spiritual. So Rhema basically takes the eternal Logos word and injects that into our hearts. Rhema takes the Logos and makes it spirit. Rhema is the way the Holy Spirit uh, begins. Wow, this is so beautiful. Rhema is the way that the Holy Spirit brings the Logos out of eternity into time. From eternity into our human experience. Isn't that beautiful? So Rema is the way the Holy Spirit takes that Logos word, brings it out of eternity into our experience, into our time, into our life, into our walk. And frankly, what happens is that's when the word becomes personal because Rema makes the Logos specific. Rema makes the Logos personal in our lives. Well, I want to pray right now with you that the Lord, and, and frankly, that's when, that's when the word will, will, will be uh, effective. That's when we confess the word. We confess the word when the spirit of the word is in us. You know, I remember talking to dear Pastor Fred Roberts years ago, Wendy's father. When I came to Cape Town, or Durban, I should say, the first time, I was riding in the car with him. And just he began talking about faith, and he said, he said, you know, he said, a lot of people now are, are talking about uh, confession and so forth. He said, God never spoke his word till the wind of the Spirit was moving. Wow. 
till the Holy Spirit was moving. In Genesis 1.1, the Spirit moved and God spoke. God speaks into the wind of the Spirit. Because the Word of God cannot travel, cannot touch your life without the wind of of the Spirit. I'm speaking to you now because my voice is being carried by my breath. Now, if I only moved my lips, then I would say, read my lips. But that's not what God says in His Word. He says, hear my voice. Well, you can't hear anyone's voice without breath. The Holy Spirit carries the Word into your hearts. And that's where we can confess the Word when the wind of the Spirit is alive in us, when the rhema is alive in us. Lord, I thank you for your word. Come on, let's just thank him. Lord, I thank you for your word. Lord, I pray you'll bless everyone listening, everyone watching. Let the gift of faith work in everyone with power. Your mighty ability with mighty power flowing out of them. Let the fruit of faith, Lord, so be cultivated that your blessed presence be so revealed and seen in their life that everywhere they go, people will see you in their life and through their life. Lord, I pray that your word will be alive in them with such depth Your word says, let the word of Christ dwell richly within you. We're to grow in faith, from faith to faith, from glory to glory, until that perfect day. Hallelujah. Bless your people, Lord, mightily today with your wonderful power and presence. In Jesus' mighty name, bless them with your word richly for your glory. Amen, amen, and amen. Well, thank you for allowing me to minister the word to you today. And I want you to support today God's work. Support the work of the Lord where you are. Be a blessing to multitudes in your nations or nation where you are watching me. Be blessed today in Jesus' mighty name. Okay, much pleasure. Thank you, dear Pastor Wendy, for allowing me to be with you today. And I'm going to ask your wonderful people to support you and stand with you. Pastor Wendy is doing an amazing job, an amazing work in South Africa. Stand with her. Stand by her. Be a mighty support for her in prayer and financial support. And and I want you to also know we are coming into blessed days for the church, mighty blessed days for the, for the church, but very, very dark days, really dark days for the world. And the only way you can secure your tomorrow financially is by giving today. Because it's not just about the harvest today. It's about the harvest and the harvest and the harvest and the harvest and the harvest that will keep coming tomorrow as we sow seed, believing God to protect our tomorrow. Ecclesiastes 11.2 says, So a portion of seven also of eight, for thou knowest not 
what will come, what evil will come on the earth. Meaning our offering today will keep us safe financially tomorrow. So you can give right now and be a blessing and be blessed in Jesus' name. Thank you, Pastor, for letting me be with you. And I'm sure I'll see you soon. Much love. If you enjoyed today's podcast, there are a couple of things we would like you to do. Take a moment to subscribe and review this podcast. You can also help us reach more by investing today. Just go to our website www.ghcc.tv forward slash giving. The link is in the description. Thank you so much and we look forward to connecting with you soon.